Hi, I'm Scott May, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us for another edition of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak, and this is the show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, we have Scott May joining us. Now, he's the keyboardist for the band The Ides of March. He worked with Morton Downey Jr., and he has an album out called Isle of View. So, a lot of things going on, and he's got so many other stories to tell us. It's going to be a lot of fun. Scott May is coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. And I hope you've had a chance to listen to uh, a lot of episodes, all the episodes, in fact, of On Screen and Beyond. Go to onscreenandbeyond.com and and you can see every single episode we've had uh, since uh, 2007, I guess. I can never remember what it was, but it's been a long time. And uh, anyways, uh, 17 years we've been doing this, and I've had some amazing guests. I hope you'll check it out at onscreenandbeyond.com. If you are getting this uh, podcast from your favorite podcast provider, all you got to do is uh, subscribe or follow or you know whatever they're calling it on their specific one. And uh, if you do that, it doesn't cost anything. It's just one of those things where they will send you the latest episode of On Screen and Beyond as soon as I publish it, okay? So as soon as I put it up, bang, you're going to get it, and uh, you can enjoy the guests that we have. We've got so many. I've been doing a lot of episodes here, getting uh, more and more people on On Screen and Beyond. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we've had some uh, fascinating ones the last couple of weeks, as always, and I hope you're listening to those. Uh, and uh, Jim Peterick, of course, from uh, Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, he wrote that, and uh, you know, all the other songs for Survivors and uh, the uh, vehicle he wrote for the uh, the band, the Ides of March, uh, who also, Scott May, <laughs> coming up in a few minutes uh, here. So uh, be sure to check those out and follow, like, uh, whatever it is, subscribe to On Screen and Beyond so you get it automatically as soon as we put the episode up. So, uh, we have uh, gotten back onto our Sunday schedules every week, but uh, like I say earlier, we were shifting around because we had a lot of things coming out, and uh, they had certain dates we had to get things out by, so uh, we shifted things around. But we gave you one every week, every, just like we always do, and uh, that's going to be more and more coming your way, but this uh, the next couple of uh, weeks, quite a few weeks here, uh, everything will be on the normal Sunday schedule, so hope you'll keep checking it out. If you're new, please keep listening to On Screen and Beyond. Go back in our archives, our rerun section, and listen to all of those. If you want some On Screen and Beyond merchandise, well, there's a couple of ways you can do that. One way is go to onscreenandbeyond.com, and you can turn around and click on the on Screen and Beyond merchandise button, and you can select all kinds of different stuff. There's all kinds of things you can buy. But right now we have a contest going on, the On Screen and Beyond Crossword Puzzle Contest. And you get your chance to win an On Screen and Beyond embroidered logo hat, baseball cap, uh, really nice looking stuff. 
And uh, if you don't want that, you could get the um, the mug, the on-screen beyond mug. And I've got one right here. Holding it in my hand here. So, uh, anyways, uh, that you'll have to cho- a choice of one or the other, and uh, yeah, that's going on through April into mid-April. You can go to onscreenandbeyond.com and you can find all the information, all the rules and everything else, and you can find the actual crossword puzzle to download, okay? It's right there on the page. You can download it, uh, fill it in, take a picture of it, send it back out to onscreen, feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com and you will be entered. All the people who send in the correct answers will then be put into a drawing for somebody to win. All right, so that's how it works, but you can go and get all the information at onscreenandbeyond.com. Just to give you an idea, one of the questions, I'll throw one out here. Let's see, got the sheet in front of me. Uh, let's see, in, this is uh, one of the uh, questions. It says, uh, on episode 41, Dr. Demento, that who, that's who the guest was, uh, what song does Dr. Demento say gets played every time he makes an appearance? So if you uh, don't know the answer, all you got to do is go to episode 41 of On Screen and Beyond with Dr. Demento, which is one of the biggest downloaded episodes of On Screen and Beyond, and you can uh, listen to that and you can find out the answer. In fact, every single answer to the crossword puzzle is from an episode of On Screen and Beyond. So uh, we give you all the answers just by you know going listening to them. So that's all. And uh, like I said... Go to the onscreenandbeyond.com for all the information. And let's see, what else do we have going on? Um, we have some great guests, and I think it is now time to get into remake sequels and prequels right here on On Screen and Beyond. Remake sequels and prequels Inside Out 2 will be arriving in theaters on June 14th. Deadpool 3 comes our way on July 26th, May 10th. You can see Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes as it hits theaters. July 19th, Twisters, the sequel to 1996's Twister. Okay, the new one's Twisters. And it blows into theaters on July 19th, like I said. And The Fall Guy with Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt lands in theaters on May 3rd. And that's it for remakes, sequels, and prequels. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, John Krasinski's If will arrive on May 17th. Doug Jones and Dee Wallace. Now, Dee has been a guest here at On Screen and Beyond, so go back in the rerun section and find that, and you can uh, hear all about Dee and... uh, E.T. and everything she's been in, Cujo and all that. But anyways, they're going to be in the cast of the horror film, If It Bleeds. And Jamie Lee Curtis and Woody Harrelson are in the cast of James L. Brooks' film, Ella McKay. And that's it for upcoming new movies. Next on On Screen and Beyond, movies and TV on DVD and streaming. Movies on TV and DVD and streaming. Nova's When Whales Could Walk hits DVD on April 23rd. May 7th, My Perfect Romance with Jody Sweeten lands on DVD. Household Saints with Tracy Ullman 
comes to Blu-ray and DVD on April 23rd. Also on April 23rd, the 1960 film Tormented with director Bert I. Gordon, who was a past guest here on On Screen and Beyond. Great guest. He had a lot of stories about the old the old-time sci-fi movies and that stuff. Anyways, uh, he uh, it's also starring Richard Carlson. And that's it for Movies and TV on DVD and Streaming. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV and Entertainment Time. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hi, this is Dr. Demento, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. TV and entertainment time. Well, the AMC series The Terror, if you remember that one, has been off the air for five years now. Boy, it doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But anyways, it's off the uh, has been off the air for a while. Now it will return in The Terror, Devil in Silver, and you can look for it in 2025 on AMC. And Animal Control with Joel McHale has been renewed for a third season. And Don Cheadle is in the cast of Peacock's limited series about Muhammad Ali called Fight Night. And that's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to sit down and talk with Scott May. He's the keyboardist, like I said, for the band The Ides of March. He worked with Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> if you remember Morton Downey Jr., you know that you know, has to be crazy working for him. Uh, and uh, also, he has an album out and uh, a lot of good stuff. We're going to find out a lot more with Scott May right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Joining us today on this episode of On Screen and Beyond is a musician who is the keyboardist for the Ides of March, and he wrote the music for the original Meet the Parent film, and he even worked with Morton Downey Jr. His most recent solo album is called Isle of You, and it's Scott May. Scott, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Well, I'm very, very pleased to be here. Glad to be here. Now, Scott... You have done a lot of different stuff uh, as looking over your career, and I didn't—I mean, it didn't even hit half the things. I mean, you've—you've you've been music director for comedians and everything, but you—you you really are diversified. <laughs> well, you know, I—I—I I, I do have a lot of different, uh, a lot of different interests. I, I've always been a keen fan of comedy. When I was a kid, uh, I had a beatnik uncle who turned me on to Mad Magazine at a very early age. And uh, he also gave me comedy records. Uh, Now, comedy records back in the late 50s, early 60s, were a little bit different than they are now. They they were not uh, X-rated, R-rated. They were uh, a lot different. But uh, Jackie Mason and... And Jonathan Winters and mm-hmm. and uh, Mort Saul and all the all the great comics, and that with Mad Magazine and and watching the Three Stooges and the Marx Brothers, well that that kind of put me on the comedy world. Yeah. Did you ever think of becoming a comedian? No. No. Uh, yes. No, I, I thought about it, uh, <laughs> but uh, I got into the comedy business um, uh, through a fellow named Emo Phillips. Yes. Yes. Emo Phillips who is a very highly respected comic. And uh, I had gone out uh, to dinner uh, with a friend of mine, and we went, uh, it wasn't even the place we were supposed to go to. We were, we were going to go down to a Greek restaurant downtown Chicago. We had an ice storm that night, and uh, we landed up having to go closer to the home. And so we're eating our steaks, and, and now for your comedy enjoyment, here's uh, Phil Sultanic, or... or uh, Emo Farquhar, or whatever name he was going through at that time, and Emo came on stage and blew us away. He was absolutely incredible. And and at that time, Emo would do a set, and he'd run out the front door of the place. <laughs> you couldn't talk to him. But we, so we, we became fans of Emo, and I got to meet him. And he introduced me to his girlfriend at the time, which is Judy Tenuta. Mm-hmm. And Judy needed some music, and she hired me, and uh, that started over 10 years of uh, being Judy's music director, and through Judy, I met all these other people, um, and uh, had a, a great career in comedy, in the comedy world, as an accompanist. Hmm. Um, and as it went on, I, I mean, I'm a writer too, and I, I started to help people write, and uh, um but my comedy career is uh, still going. I work with a great comedian named Tim Cavanaugh. Uh, and if uh, you have any of your uh, listeners who listen to the Bob and Tom show, Tim is a great character on the Bob and Tom show. Um, and then I also work with a comic named Mike Toomey, who is on the number one uh, news show in the morning here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I produced uh, two albums for Mike. Four albums for uh, Tim Cavanaugh. Uh, we had uh, when I was with Judy. Uh, I did a number of things. Did a bunch of TV specials, 
and stuff with her. One of our albums was uh, Grammy nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. We lost to Jonathan Winters, and if you're going to lose to somebody, <laughs> you know you're going to want to lose to Johnny Winters, right? <laughs> uh, it's not Johnny Winters, the blues guy. That's that's Jonathan Winters, right? Some of your younger folks may not remember the great Jonathan Winters, hmm. but that's how I got into comedy. Yeah. Now, was that your introduction into the the music business too, or did no. this go way way back? You know, when you were a little kid. Well, the comedy. Comedy business came in the eighties. Um, it was it was mo- it was it was at its height during the eighties, um, and uh, but I I I I started playing organ in nineteen sixty one, and uh, and I I've, I've been in and out the music business from uh, from say seventy three uh, until today. Um, and, uh, so I'm doing various things. Yeah. Now, when you say, most of the time I hear people say keyboardist, but you use the, the phrase organist. Is, is there a a difference in the two? Well, you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people play piano Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, and that, and that's the primary instrument. I started on the organ. Okay. Um, I, I always loved organ music, and uh, and in 1961, uh, my parents asked if I wanted to start organ lessons. I used to take pillows and put them on the side of the couch, two pillows. I'd stack them up and pretend I was playing the organ, because I saw Jerry Burke on the uh, on the Lawrence Welk show playing a Hammond B3, and uh, I loved the sound of the organ, and I liked all the buttons and two keyboards and. And I started organ lessons in uh, in sixty uh, one. Yeah. So it's been a long time. Yeah. So how did you get involved with the uh, Ides of March? Now they now you weren't with the original uh, when they first started, right? You started in what the eighties was it or nineties or? I yeah, eighty nine. Um, I the, the guys were all from the same town, Berwyn, Illinois, suburb of Chicago, and. Uh, I've known the guys forever. Um, the original four guys, Bob Berglund, Jim Peterick, Larry Millis, and Mike Borch. And uh, I knew the original horn guys. And so they were like heroes back in 1970 when Vehicle came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, they, you know, they had 17 years that, well, well Jim had Survivor going. Um, but in 1990... Right, yeah, 1990. Our hometown, Berwyn, um, asked the Ides to get back together to play at the local uh, Summerfest in Berwyn, and uh, they did not have a full-time keyboard guy. And so, a good friend uh, of ours named Dan Hagedorn told Jim, "Well, why don't you call Scott May?" And they went, oh, "What a great idea!" Uh, they thought it was a great idea, um, and. They asked me because were they they knew me. Uh, I had had a career, uh, you know that 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 they all knew me. But we went to the same schools, had the same teachers. We were all in school band. Uh, I was, you know, just just made out of the same stuff they were. Mm-hmm. And uh, they called and asked me to play that show, um, where we had twenty five thousand people. Um, 
in the back uh, uh, between Morton High School, Morton West High School, and Cermak Plaza Shopping Center, the whole parking lot in the back uh, for a couple of city blocks was full of people. They wow. estimated 25,000 people. And it was going to be a one-shot deal. And, uh, I mean, people loved us. And we started, we got some other um, other cities wanted us to play, and I said, well, we'll look into it, and before long, it was like we're back together, and that was 34, 35 years ago, yeah. 34 years ago. And you guys are still rocking at this time, right? We are still rocking, yeah. The, 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 uh, and for me, it was, uh, it was like getting asked to join the Beatles, because right, hometown, yeah. you know, hometown guys, and, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, it's always good that the... Uh, when I run into, well, not so much anymore because a lot of them have passed on, but I'd run into my teachers who, you know, who gave me that, are you going to repeat anything with that rock and roll, Mr. May? <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> How much did you spend for your tickets to see the show? Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, but it was, it's, it's, a, it's a hometown thing. And uh, no, but I wasn't, I wasn't part of the original band. Yeah. But I've been with them now longer the only four guys who have been in the band longer than me are the original four guys. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I don't. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. Now, within all this time that you're doing the the comedian stuff and the Ides of March stuff and and everything else that you've done, you worked with Morton Downey Jr. Can can you give me a little story about that? The There's got to be a story there with Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> don't get me started. The uh, I was I was doing uh, in my comedy world. I had gotten hooked up with a radio station in Chicago, WLUP, called the Loop, mm-hmm. um, and and the Loop was the top radio station in town. And they had the that's Steve the great Steve Dahl who did the uh, uh, disco demolition was on the Loop, and Kevin Matthews and Johnny Brandmeier and. Uh, so I got involved with uh, the morning show at, at uh, WLUP with Kevin Matthews. We were the number one show in, sh- in Chicago, syndicated to a bunch of other towns. And uh, and so we had all kind of guests. And one day the guest was going to be Morton Downey Jr. Now, I'm old enough to remember Mort crazy on the TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mort came in. And I used to sit there with a keyboard. I was the, I was a character called Scott Maynard's One Armed Orchestra, and I'd sit there with with my keyboard and I would play music and sound effects for the show live, uh, and and interact with Kevin from time to time. Uh, so Mort came in and he sat right next to me. That was the way the studio was was set up, and so Mort Mort was an incredibly personable guy with incredible uh, charisma and super nice guy. And he uh, was getting back on radio from Chicago. He had moved to Chicago, and this company had uh, put him on the air. And uh, so he saw what I was doing with Kevin, and he said to me, he says, would you like to do that same thing for me? Come in and bring your keyboard and you'll be a character and uh, play, you know, play music and 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 sound effects and stuff. And for my radio show, which was syndicated uh, around the entire country, not in Chicago, uh, 
I said, sure. And he offered me some money, which was like to go and, and play radio nationwide. He offered me real money <laughs> to uh, to come in and play. And so I went, went there uh, and I was on a show. Hmm. And I played a character called the Angry Caucasian. Mort gave me that name. <laughs> yeah. Now, did, did you ever work on his his TV show? Well, the thing is, is that yeah, the same people who, who put him on the air, they wanted to revive his TV show. And Mort had a fantastic concept for his new TV show. He wanted it to be different. He wanted it to have a, a political bent like he had before, but he also wanted to get into music and other things. He wanted to be a little less angry because uh, Mort was a great interviewer. He really was. He was, uh, as a broadcaster, I mean, to sit, see him behind the scenes and see his mind and see how he worked was, was a practical education for me. But his idea, what he wanted to do for the show, and he wanted me to lead a band. You know, he wanted me to be a Paul Schaefer yep, yep. You know, or a John Batiste or, you know, one of those guys. And uh, so we started to put the show together. And then... Uh, it would have been it would have been a hit show. It would have been like like a cross between Jerry Springer and 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 uh, and Dave Letterman. Mm-hmm. It was it would have been wild. <laughs> Christmas Day, uh, he calls me and the the uh, the production company dropped the bomb on Morton. They said, "Well, no, we want your old show. We want you in people's faces and screaming and smoking a cigarette and yeah." We don't want all the bands. We don't want all that. I did a, I did some TV with them, but he never got to do the show that he wanted, and uh, and that kind of that that kind of uh, he was really uh, he was really disenchanted by that that whole thing, and and he kind of then he got sick, yeah. lung cancer, and uh, he passed away. Mm, yeah, yeah, he didn't but want he to was, be pigeonholed into that. No. That, that he was wild. He was a brilliant. Yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, and uh, but he, oh my God, he was a he was a fun guy to be with. He was a great singer. I produced a bunch of music for him, um, and uh, we wrote songs together. Um, and he would he would do things like he would call me late at night, sometimes in the middle of the night, <laughs> and he, oh, I'd pick up the phone and he would, um, I know where you are. <laughs> I know where you live. Your license plate is. You give me my license plate number, and I'm Jesus. Who is this in the middle of the night? <laughs> I'm going to get you. You know. And are you laying in bed right now? And it's one of these days you'll curse the name of Morton Downey Jr. No! <laughs> Boss. And I call him boss all the time. Oh! You know, I scream at him because I'm scared S-less, you know. Yeah. Because you get a call like that in the middle of the night and somebody knows everything about you. And he could disguise his voice. So, Mort was nuts. <laughs> Jeez. Hi, uh, this is John Densmore, musician, was in a rock band you might have heard of, done on screen and beyond. Again, all the different things that you do and have done, you also have a, uh, uh, your most recent album is I Love You. And, uh, I Love You. 
I had a chance to uh, listen to it. I haven't didn't have a chance to download anything into the program here, but it's, it's a good album. And uh, thank you. One thing that I, I mean, it, it just visually it it came to 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 into my mind when you were singing your rendition of Abraham Martin and John. Uh-huh. I, I mean, I can picture you at a concert sitting on a, a stage all by yourself and you're just playing the guitar and singing that. I mean, it was, it was incredible. It's you did a nice job on that. I, okay. A couple things. That's not me on guitar. And I'll tell you how that came about. Um, I, uh, many, many years ago, 1971, 72, somewhere around there, there used to be a show called the midnight special. Yes. Remember that show? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Midnight special. And, there, and one night, um, by the way, you may you may hear my dogs barking upstairs. We've got four chihuahuas. My wife my wife rescues elder chihuahuas, and we've got four chihuahuas. That oh, are, nice. That are, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, but uh, that night on the midnight special, two of the guests were Van Morrison and George Benson. Mm-hmm. And at the very end of the show, they had a shot on a dark stage, and it was a two shot with George standing up playing a jazz guitar. Van sitting on a stool, and they did Misty, just the uh, jazz guitar and and Van Morrison. And it blew me away. I, I, it, just the, the, that the simple um, jazz guitar and vocal. And it, I said, it, from 1972 uh, on, I always wanted to do something like that. Um, and uh, when I put this album together, um, I was I was very ill in uh, 2018, and I made it a point to uh, saying I'm going to get a new album out, and I did. Um, but a lot of things changed for me, and I made a lot of friends. And one of the friends I made was a fellow uh, out of Nashville by the name of Andy Reese. And Andy Reese uh, plays with a band called the Time Jumpers in, in Nashville. Now, the Time Jumpers... Um, are the cream of the cream of the cream of the cream of the um, elder, I don't want to say elder because that's unfair, but but the veteran studio guys in Nashville. And uh, Andy is the, is, the, is the first chair guitar. The second chair guitar used to be, you know, Andy's the good guy. The second guy in, in the Time Jumpers was Vince Gill. Oh, up until recently, until Vince joined the Eagles. Yeah, uh, and through this, that, and the other thing, um, I got to be friends with the, with the Time Jumpers and with Andy most of all. And so I asked Andy if he would if he would do some guitar for me on my uh, on my record, and he landed up playing rhythm guitar on uh, just about everything on the record. But I wanted to put a protest song. On the record, um, and I tried to write protest songs, and it just all oh, they all sounded like garbage to me. And so I want, looked for another song, and I said, uh, "But I did not want it to be partisan. I did not want it to be from a, a right right wing view or a left wing view. I wanted it to be from an American view in the mm-hmm. middle." And I I thought of the song Abraham Martin and John, and I that song. Uh, always blew me away but the one thing is that 
if you listen to that song in the tempo, it's a, it's an up-tempo, bouncy song. And and the, the song is not an up-tempo, bouncy song. <laughs> it's a very deep song. Oh, yeah. And it means a lot. And believe it or not, there was a version that was done by the great uh, comedian Moms Mabley. Yeah. Remember Moms Mabley? Oh, yes. You like it. <laughs> and Moms did a version of Abraham, Martin, and John totally straight. Really? In her wow. voice with a jazz band in back of her. And it, it's it, it's an it's an incredible version. Uh, sorry, Dion, I like it better than, than yours, but... Uh, <laughs> I played it for Andy, and Andy flipped out, and he says, well, we're going to use those changes. And I says, I want to do it how Van Morrison and and uh, and and uh, George Benson did it, just acoustic guitar, jazz guitar, and vocal. Um, and not that I'm Van Morrison, but I says, well, it was my record. I could do whatever I want. Right. <laughs> so uh, I went down to uh, went down to Nashville, and uh, Andy set up, produced a session. We were in Crystal Gale studio, and uh, it was just me and Andy and Crystal Gale's son, uh, Christos, who was the engineer. And Andy pulled out his 1949 D'Angelico F-top, arch-top guitar, um, and played this incredible version, jazz guitar. And I sang over it live. We did two takes. And um, what you hear uh, on the record is uh, um, is is what happened. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. It's I mean, it's it's haunting almost. Just thank you. Uh, just to hear it, and and like I say, my my images that I saw was was just you on a stage, whether you were playing the guitar or not. But you know, just seeing you there. Uh, just the way it sounded Under and everything. Spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really. Uh, and and the rest of the album I, I enjoyed. And uh, I'm trying to think of the names of one of the ones that uh, struck. I, it had a very uh, '80s appeal to it. I think it was. Is it Loveland? Oh, Loveland, sure. The beginning yeah. of it there, the way. Uh, it, 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 if I'm thinking of the right song, I know it was. Yeah. It was. I, I believe it was that one. But uh, yeah, you, you you did a good job with the album. Thank you. It's it's a bunch of different. I mean, I love all kinds of music, uh, and you, you know, some people say, "Well, how come you put so many?" Because there's there's things on it that are like yacht rock. There's things that are like they're poppy. Uh, you know. And I said, well, nobody ever said that to the Beatles, you know, not that I'm comparing myself to the Beatles, but the Beatles could put eight or nine different styles of music on a record and nobody said a word. So if the Beatles can do it, if it works for Ringo, it works for me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it it really bothers me when people turn around and say this you know, this person is a country artist. This one is a uh, a rock artist. This one's a pop artist. Or yep. this song is is the same thing: pop, country, rock, whatever. Uh, you know, to me, music is music. It, it's either good or bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know and, and even and bad, or, even bad or good is is all in pre- people's minds. No good or bad, right? You yeah. Know, I, I had a, a one of my dear. Uh, I was. I've been super lucky in my life to have a couple of gurus, um, incredible musicians who were very, very successful, at, but who were very, very wise. And uh, they were Michael Pinder from the Moody Blues, uh, who taught me how to play Mellotron. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, Dr. Lonnie Smith, the great jazz organist, um, was a mentor to me. And then a fellow by the name of Colonel Bruce Hampton, who was um, the paterfamilias of the whole jam band scene. And uh, how I met Colonel Bruce is we can we'll we'll do thirty minutes at another time if you ever want to hear about Colonel Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but Colonel used to say, "Intent is everything." Uh, you know, there's no good music and there's bad music. There's music that people intend to play, and there's music that people play for a purpose. And and uh, and if if it's, if this, if you intend to play it and you put your heart and soul into it then it's going to be good music and it doesn't matter if you um doesn't matter if you you know if you suck at your instrument or you got a lousy voice if you mean to do it because there's plenty of guys out there you know who do not have great instruments in their throat you know mm -hmm. there's nobody's going to tell me that neil young is a he's got a great voice he's an incredible singer right. an incredible writer brian ferry from roxy music mm -hmm. uh he's got a crazy vibrato Terrific singer. Dylan. <laughs> right. Done. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and you, you mentioned different styles. You know, Jim Peterick in the Eyes of March, same thing. Jim can write a country song. He can write a hard rock song. He can write a beautiful ballad. And the Eyes of March, our first hit was Vehicle, ba -da -ba -ba -da, with all the horns. Oh, and, yes. But the next hit was called L.A. Goodbye, and it was closer to Crosby, Stills, and Nash than, than anything. Um, and it kind of confused people because they were accustomed to hearing the Eyes of March as this swaggering brass juggernaut. Yeah. Uh, and their next song is, you know, guys singing big harmonies and acoustic guitars. Yeah. Well, well, Scott, you know, I, I'm in awe of what you do because I don't know if you can see behind me. It's, uh, I, I have a keyboard here. I, I, I'm, I'm just, sorry? I'm, I'm just starting to learn <laughs> how to do this. Ah! <laughs> and I'll tell well, you, it, it, it takes practice. <laughs> well, uh, listen, I, I will. I, I mentioned one of my gurus was the great Dr. Lonnie Smith. Um, he was the last of the great jazz organists. Um, and I, I, I knew Doc because of my, uh, my work with the Hammond Organ Company. <clears throat> and Doc, uh, Doc was this, was this uh, boy, he was, he was from another planet. Incredible, incredible musician. But uh, do I have time for this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah quick one, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I was doing a, a clinic for Hammond Organ in... Uh, in Toronto, and a fellow came and sat down, and and he was listening to me, and he and I was I would ask people in the audience what they wanted to do, and he says, well, he says I just retired, he says that I want to learn how to play the organ, he says but I've never I don't know what to do, uh, and I don't know how to go at it. He goes, but I'm a real fan of Dr. Lonnie Smith, and I'd like to learn how to play jazz organ. What should I do? I says, well, I says let's let's hear it from the horse's mouth. And I picked up my phone, I dialed Doc, put it on speakerphone. And this guy's his eyes got big and Doc answers the phone. I says, hey, Doc, I got a guy here 
who uh, wants to play jazz organ, and he wants to know how to do it. And the guy piped up. He says, I'm 73 years old. He goes, am I too old? Doc says, no. He goes, you're my age. He goes, you've got, a, you've got an advantage over a young man. What are you talking about? He goes, you have more life experience. And the guy goes, oh, my God. And then he says, well, what should I do? And Doc said, he thought for a second, he says, play your life. Hmm. Tell a story. Love it. And the guy, the guy looked and he got it right away. Where and and uh, I checked up on him a year later, and the guy had bought an organ, and he learned how to. He was he taught himself how to play jazz organ, and uh, and that's what he did. So my advice to you is, sit down at the keyboard, don't judge yourself, play your life, wear out the bench, and tell a story. Yeah. And my uh, fingers uh, don't understand it. Though. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Make the music that's in your head. You know, think of. Think of things, think of a melody, think of a song you like, you know, and and it doesn't matter if you're far full of notes, it doesn't matter if you you know, if you you know, if you get pumpkin fingers and can't play. As long as you mean what you play, even if it's one hand and one melody, then you're making good music. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scott, uh, we're running out of time, but I want to finish up uh, with one final question. Before I do that, though, where can people get information about you and where can they get Isle of You or any of the other solo albums that you've had? Um, Well, my my website is uh, scottmaymusic.com. That's S-C-O-T-T-M-A-Y-M-U-S-I-C.com, Scott May Music. And... uh, the Ides of March is theidesofmarch.com. You can get me on uh, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest of them. But my website is scottmaymusic.com. And uh, my records are there and the schedule and pictures and everything else. And well, you don't have to worry about pictures. I'm an old fat guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, but thanks for having me. Yeah, well, well Scott, uh, I'll finish up with the final question here. Taking us away from all the things you've done, because you've done so much, but when you sit back and relax and watch TV, go to the movies, whatever, what are your favorite movies now and of the past, and what's your favorite TV shows now and of the past? Well, movies, I would have to say, I really like the Godfather trilogy, all three of them. Um, I like Quentin Tarantino. I really, really like Wes Anderson. Uh, all of Wes's stuff, uh, all of Quentin Tarantino. Um, and uh, and on TV, I like a lot of British TV. My wife and I watch a lot of a lot of cop shows, like that stuff too. But uh, recently, well, of recent, there's been a couple things we've been watching. Uh, the Woman in the Wall. Um, I haven't heard of that. Which one. is a British thing, oh, which is okay. pretty crazy. Yeah. And uh, a movie called Saltburn mm-hmm. yeah. uh, really knocked us out. And then um, True De- the, the latest True Detective thing. Also, David Lynch. I'm a big Twin Peaks fan. Twin Peaks, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, big Twin, Twin Peaks fan. Scott, I. I- Cannot thank you enough for joining us, and uh, I thank you for giving us all these little stories that you had and everything, and I wish you best of luck with your album and also with the Ides of March, and uh, thank you so much. It's been my privilege. 
And a big thank you going out to Scott May for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond. A lot of great stories. Love hearing that stuff. And I hope you enjoyed that one. And be sure to check out his new album, Isle of View. And uh, just, uh, you know, just a lot of fun hearing all the stories he had. And I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more from him. And let's see, what else do we have here? We are getting into the uh, episodes that are coming our way. I can give you a hint because, in fact, I'm going to tell you what's some of them. There, there is a group that uh, back in the 60s, late 60s, they were called the Pyramids. Okay. One of the band members was Will Glover. Now, Will is going to be a guest on On Screen and Beyond coming up next week. So I hope you're going to listen to that. They played all the surf music and a lot of great stories from Will coming up. So hope you'll be listening to that. We also have some more things coming your way that uh, I think you're going to enjoy. Uh, but uh, we'll get into that, you know, as things get closer. So and be sure to uh, check out all the episodes of On Screen and Beyond, whether you're looking at onscreenandbeyond.com or going to your favorite podcast provider. They're all there. A lot of fun listening to those people. Uh, just so many I can't even you know get into right now who we've had because you name it, whether it's somebody who's going to bring back memories for you or somebody talking about a new movie that you're excited about seeing coming your way. It's all here on On Screen and Beyond, so hope you'll keep listening. And that's a wrap for this episode of On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Take care.